we played Persona 4 Golden. Mm-hmm. And so- IOI has experienced a little bit of this. But one of the new things that they added in Persona 4 Golden was the Midnight Trivia Miracle Quiz. All right, yeah. So before we get started, I think it would be nice for me to check with you guys how much you really took in Persona 4 Gold. Let me stop you right there, Nick. Zero. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to ask you, and I will say, I think some of these questions are complete horseshit. Uh, I think they are insane questions that, like, not many people would ever get without a guide. (laughs) So... But are they related to Persona 4 Yes, they, they are all oh, to do with Persona 4 Oh, so, they are. So, for example, here is the one that I told IY, like, as an example. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. I have a fat list of all the questions. Um, da, da, da. Where is it? No, okay. <laughs> I so, did have a list of all the questions. So, for example, one of the questions it will ask you is... All the lockers at the entrance in the steamy bathhouse have the same number. What is that number? Probably 69. Incorrect. Um, it's 2-1. It gives, gives you multiple choice, doesn't it? Yeah, it does give you multiple choice. But okay. I, it, but, but you gotta list. be fast, because Yukiko is... <laughs> APM is fucking yeah, insane. Yeah. So, Yukiko's real good at this fucking quiz. So... I'll pick like five to ten questions there, and I just want you can work together, and I just want to see you can pool your knowledge together, and I just want to see how much you get here. Sure. So okay. let's start easy. How much does it cost to attempt Aya's Ready Day Challenge Mega Beef Bowl? Three thousand yen. Yeah, that sounds right. That is correct. I did that a lot. Yeah, I did that a lot. <laughs> okay. Until uh, Christmas when it stopped raining and I'd maxed out all my stats and I couldn't go and actually complete it. <laughs> I will say that the name of the restaurant, I didn't know that what that was until you said the Mega Beef Bowl Challenge because yeah. I never actually acknowledged the restaurant name. <laughs> <laughs> right, question two. What color pole was Shadow Rise holding on to? Pink? Uh, I like. I assume it would be some sort of metal because it's a stripper pole. I, I don't think it was. I think it was just the. It, but it's a stripper pole, so you would assume it'd be metal. Of no, some I think it, I think it's a weird color. Well, no, are you not? Are you not thinking of Shadow Rise? He's like hypnotic, like all. No, uh, I think the, the pole is a weird color. Although I'm colorblind, so. <laughs> <laughs> I. I would say it's probably like steel, like steel, like metal colored. Like I, I don't know what color you it, would call it is, metal. It is an actual color. Like it will be an actual color. Blue. Is that your final answer? As a group? <laughs> no, no, not from Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I like uh, the color. I like the color purple. Uh, I, I yeah, it's blue, ye- purple, or pink. I feel. I want to go yellow. Yeah, I need a group consensus here. Do you need a group consensus? Well, I, okay. Does that make a difference? I, I don't, because you're all wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. The answer is gold. I feel like yellow's close. Look, in, my, <laughs> in my defense, right, at that part of the game, I was terrified of my Belle Delphine mod for reset. Yeah, so I, I don't know what enough. else was on that screen. <laughs> that's what you were scared of? I was afraid my headphones were going to come out and that people are just going to hear moaning over my game. 
Like, All right. There's a lot of moaning in that Question boss fight. Three. What shadow does the shadow positive king summon? What yeah. shadow does the shadow positive what, king summon? What model is the shadow positive king? It's Let's one of the kingly dudes. It's one of the knights. One of the kings. It's one yeah, of the knight yes. ones. I just can't remember which knight it is. Is it I think the positive is earlier on, if I recall. Positive is in the first or second dungeon. Is it the one that drops the quest item? Yes. Oh. I just don't know. I know it's one of the knight ones. I just don't know which knight it is. I, I don't know the there's names of enemies in this game, I'll be honest. Well, would you accept knight? Or would you Would you want us to... Because obviously it's like... Yeah, okay, I, I will accept like the archetype of enemy, yes. I'm pretty sure it's a knight. Like one of like the ones with like the... the is it the, the guy on the horse? Yeah. I'm going to say it's one of the little baby dudes. Little plant baby dudes. Oh, yeah, ah, that's, shit, that's ah, pretty shit, early as well, Shit, it? it could be that, actually, now that you say that. Shit. <laughs> um, I'm locking uh, it in. Plant baby dude. Oh, okay, he's locking in plant baby dude. Okay. Correct, it is the secret bambino. Oh, very good, very good. The what? The secret bambino. What the hell kind of name is that? Yeah, right. enemy names in this game are yeah, a, bit weird. a bit whack. Question four. <laughs> How many rows from the front is Chie's desk in her class? Oh, for fuck's sake. Four? Four? Yeah, that's, that's, that's my, like, <laughs> off the top. <laughs> is Chie in the same row as us or, like, in she's, front of us? Or behind us? She's bes- She's directly beside us, yeah. She's beside you. Because I, I feel like three is too close, right, to the front. You going with four? I, I want to go with four. Incorrect. The answer is indeed three. Is this right? Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Did you say? I thought you said Yosuke. Sorry. Sorry. My <laughs> bad. Oh, my bad. Yes, <laughs> because I believe it's yeah. I believe it's you can go in front of you, and then there's two more. Okay. Oh yeah, you can go in front of you. Okay. Uh, let me see. <laughs> What ailment does the skill Soul Break cause? Is that exhaustion? It's that or it's enervation. <laughs> right? It's going to be one of those, right? Well, the soul is your SP, right? Thus, it must be the one that's... Actually, they both do similar things, don't they? If I recall. I don't know. Exhaustion was the only one I... I could remember, apart from you know the typical sure, poison. Sure, sure. Let's go with Alex's answer. You have the show on the road. Hey, correct. It is exhaustion. Bomb. Good job, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. Here's here's an easy one. Just a. What color ribbon does Nanako Dojima wear in her hair? I feel like uh, it's pink. I feel like it's pink. Usually, her ensemble is pink. I got her overall color. Which wears like the pink dress. I, I don't know why, but I feel like it's green. But I don't think that's right. So again, it's another color question, so I would ignore Alex's input. <laughs> <laughs> like her overall color scheme is usually pink and white, so I'd say they're pink or white. Sh- sure, let's go with one hand's answers. Uh, pink. Correct. It is pink. I was never asked this question. I remember, and you said white when you were doing the quiz. I don't remember this question. 
Does does someone have a green bow? Or one of their, like... Chie wears mostly Chie, green? I, I, yeah, I, oh, I, yeah, I'd, I'd lock in Chie if, if there was a green question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to attract customers for the group date cafe, you pretended to be customers. But who sat across from Chie? Jesus Christ. See, see how ridiculous these fucking questions wait, wait, are? No, this one's not bad, right? Oh, yeah, you have, like, three options. I feel like it's probably a little bit easier whenever you have the... The options like, in front of you? The options in front of you, yeah. You, is you, it, would th- you would think that, yes. Is it? Is it the randomer? Like, the the other guy? I, I'm, getting really, I'm getting really confused because we saw the, an- the P4 animation the other day as well. So <laughs> I'm getting real confused. Because in that, I think it's... Because in the animation, I I think he sits across Yosuke, the main character. But I think in the game, you sit across the random dude? But I could be wrong. Well, who's sat across from Chie? Yeah. And Chie's at the far end, right? Because it's Chie, Yukiko, then you, I think? Fuck it, Kanji. It is Kanji. Boom. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> Good guess, I want. Nah, actually, I actually think I need that one. I actually think I need that one. Uh, okay, I will find one more question. Ah, okay. The shopping district doesn't have much car traffic, though there is a road. What is the speed limit there? Uh, and it is in kilometers per hour. I got that. Kilometers. <laughs> 20? Okay, I need to ask, what's your reasoning behind 20, Alex? Uh, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? As the guy who drives the most out of all of us, you know, I'm, uh, I'm with you, Alex. Hang on, let me, let me look up what's 20 kilometers an hour in miles per hour. To see if it's realistic. Like, it seems quite slow, but like... But it's a residential crazy. area, though, so like... For us, a residential area. It's a commercial area. It is the shopping district. Maybe maybe it's 25 kilometers an hour because that's 15 miles an hour. You locking in 25? Sure. It's 20 or 25. Incorrect. It is 30 kilometers per hour. Damn, that's fast. (laughs) Is it? For that kind of street, yeah. Are you saying, can you seriously imagine, like, people. Hauling ass down Belfast High Street at like thirty kilometers an hour. Yeah, <laughs> like like over here, you know, if if there are lampposts, that's thirty miles th- an hour. Th- yeah. yeah, but they would be pretty sure like, there are lampposts on that street because. Yeah, but, but- <laughs> and sisters welcome to the not so super bash Bros presents game club for january 2022 yes game club is back the monthly video podcast review thing where we take turn picking games go play them for the month come back and discuss them for your listening pleasure this month i picked persona 4 golden from atlas the japanese role-playing game and as ever i am the hosting student nick davis joined by balding student hans davis 
There is no Baldane, it's just bald. Hairy student, Alex Proudfoot. Hello. And sarcastic student, I.Y. Chong. Hello. None of us are good enough to be called funky student. I'm funky smelling, does that count? That's Hans. <laughs> you just had a bath. <laughs> That's what makes it even more impressive. Yeah. What, what has he done in that short period of time to be so funky smelling? Just gotta get a rub that funk on you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Persona 4 Golden. Originally released as Persona 4 in July 2008 on the PS2 with the Golden Edition coming later in 2012 on the Vita and a later release on PC. Nick, why did you pick Persona 4 Golden? I hear oh, you. Well, I picked Persona 4 Golden because... Do you like that? It's my dead-on Nick impression. Because yeah. you didn't win it in the A to Z, so you felt like... You did had I pick Persona 4 Golden in the A to Z? You did, yes. Oh, okay. Learn something new every day. That's how much attention he pays for the recording <laughs> sessions. Uh, no, I picked Persona 4 Golden because I'd always wanted to go back and replay Golden. I had played it before on my PlayStation TV, and I think I got about halfway through it, maybe. And I was always interested to see it all through again, see all the new stuff and actually what had been added because... I'd always enjoyed Persona 4, the original, and watching like the endurance run of that. So it was I want it was an excuse for me to dedicate what seventy hours into a big long RPG and see it out. So and see it out, you did. I did, yes. As ever, I've split this into three categories. Niklaus, what are the categories? Gameplay. The the world. What? I'm just naming Taros. Okay. Okay. Story and characters. Chariot. And do you think it would be possible to see a new traditional JRPG series come through in modern days? Priestess. <laughs> uh, it's not it sounds, where I thought you were going to go with it. It sounds weird when you say it like that. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I really struggled to remember all the Taros there. <laughs> Out of 24, you struggle to remember three? Well, you didn't let me do the tower reading at the preamble, <laughs> so uh, they fell out of my head. Yeah, you're... Okay. <laughs> sure. So before we get into our first category, as ever, I have to ask, how far did everyone get in Persona 4 Golden? I finished the game. But I also finished the game following a Platinum Trophy walkthrough. So it was like a day-to-day guide of you should do this, you should do this, you should do this to get pretty much complete all the social links and pretty much set you up to get the Platinum Trophy when you finish New Game Plus because there's only so, there's certain trophies you can only get in New Game Plus. Uh, Hans, how far did you get? Uh, I completed Rise's dungeon, um, but I have watched the anime, so I know pretty much all the story beats and stuff. Alex. I finished it, and then I finished it again, and then I finished it again. You didn't finish it, man. You only finished it once. Hey, technically, IY did finish it multiple times. Yeah. You're, you're just a freeloader, but you're going by this, Alex. You got baited by an ending. You didn't finish it. There's a difference. Hey, man. <laughs> I could have finished it. But did I could have taken those did options. You? Did you? No, because Adachi is the murderer, and I called it instantly. 
Uh, oh, how far did you get? <laughs> As alluded there, I got three endings. <laughs> every every ending bar one. Bar bar the regular one, right? No, bar the Adachi ending. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the regular one, I guess. Oh yes, but yeah. Right. But I think it's pretty much the exact same as the. But yeah, I got. Don't I got, push into the TV one. I got. I got two bad endings to balance out the true ending. Yeah. So, the gameplay. I think it's safe to say, similar to like Scarlet Nexus, uh, Persona's gameplay. <laughs> well, Persona's gameplay is split into kind of like two distinct sections. Like there is the normal everyday slice of life sort of things. Uh, where you're doing like all your social linking and you're preparing for when you go into the dungeons. And then, yeah, there is the going to the TV, dungeon crawling, turn-based JRPG side of things. So I think if we start with the social like linking side of things, because I think it's what I meant, like I purposely mentioned Scarlet Nexus there because I think it's, we did talk about Persona whenever we talked about Scarlet Nexus. And I, well, I did anyway. And like, I do think it's very showing that like, I just think Persona has much higher quality characters and social linking, which then makes the social linking aspect of it feel like much less of a drag. Like, even though it's pretty much the exact same thing as Scarlet Nexus, where it's pretty much just conversations, it's way more interesting in something like Persona because I think the the actual characters themselves are just far better written and more interesting. And mm. I think they do a good job uh, of kind of, they give you reasons to do the social linking besides of, oh, the stories are good in terms of, oh, you get bonus experience whenever you're fusing personas and you get, like, your party members will get new abilities as you level up. The downside a lot is, I think, coming back to this from playing Persona 5, is I do wish they had kind of, like, the non-party members in Persona 5, you still get bonuses. Like, so, for example, you get certain discounts in shops, you get, like, oh, your non-active party members get experience and things like that in Persona 5 if you level up the non-party member personas and, like, those kind of passive abilities. And I think that goes a long way in at least in making some of the other social links, like the non-party member social links, feel way more fulfilling outside of just them being an interesting story. Uh, but obviously that's kind of always going to be the sort of issue whenever you like go back a game in a series. Like You're always going to see things they did better later on, so it's hard to kind of hold that as a knock against it. But in terms of the socialing aspect, I'd be interested to hear your guys' opinions on kind of the, that whole side of things, the typical school life side of it. Yeah, I always enjoyed the uh, social linking side of the Persona games of all two that I've played. Um, it, it There's something very impressive about the fact that it can make... Uh, the average life of a high schooler really interesting. Um, to me, also, you said we compare this to Scarlet Nexus. The big thing for me that makes this stand head and shoulders above Scarlet Nexus is actually the quality of characters that you meet. Uh, I think there's just... I think just they're way more interesting... And they're much more complex rather than kind of arch- archetypes, which is what I kind of feel like what there was in Scarlet Nexus. There's always had something to make them a little bit more different. Uh, I think, yeah, I think no. the big thing, though, is that like the characters are relatable. 
Hmm. Yeah, unlike, yeah, yeah. Unlike in Scarlet Nexus. Well, actually, no, to be fair, in Scarlet Nexus, like, there is some aspects, but yeah. the thing is, like, whenever you, whenever you're in Persona, like, you are literally playing a high schooler, and you're talking to people who have, like, genuine problems, like, in their lives, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot more believable, and it makes it, and it makes you invested, right? It's like a, almost like kind of like reality kind of kind of appeal, right? Yeah. Um, but I think a big thing as well is the pacing, right? Because again, if we're still going to compare Scarlet Nexus. Like one of the issues I have with Scarlet Nexus, and I think I said like Fire and Free Houses, was that it was very much here's your block of gameplay, and then here's your block of like side story, right? Mm-hmm. But then in Persona. It's kind of that, right? Because you'd say, oh, between dungeons, right? But there yeah. is story beats in between. And you sort of dictate the pace of the day. And because it is separated into days, it's almost like this, uh, almost like a free-to-play game, right? Where, like, better get your login bonus, right? Because that's the only time you're going <laughs> to get it, right? Because you only have, what, the afternoon and the evening, right? So yeah. you have this sense of urgency, um, which is really great, actually. And like, I feel like that combined with the good characters, because then it's like, damn, I can't wait to get out of school today so I can go see the hot nurse in the evening, right? Yeah. So I think that's a lot of the appeal with this system. So yeah, I'm going to disagree. Okay. Because oh. I didn't feel any urgency at all. I didn't care for any of the characters outside of the family and the party. So... And some of like some of of the bits of the party members, like social links, aren't great. The payoffs are usually the the best bit. Some of the build up is kind of hit and miss for me. But like all the like, I missed a couple of social links, and the only reason I finished some of the other ones was because there's a massive amount of downtime where I I just didn't have anything to do. So I thought I might as well do them. I don't really care for these characters, but I might as well do them because I've got nothing else to do. I would argue though, that you were at that stage in that game, though, at that time where you were like, oh, the game better be over now. I feel like at that moment, of course you wouldn't care. No, no, no. I didn't care before that. There's a reason I didn't do those social links, because I didn't care. Like, the Music Club one, I didn't touch that at, at all. Until that massive downtime, because I just wasn't interested in it. Uh, the nurse didn't care. The tutoring job, I think I went twice, because it didn't care. So it's like... But, like, that's the thing. Well, I would say that's the issue with some of those side characters, in that you do need to put the time in to become invested. Like, it's... Same with, say, I don't know, any character in anime. But like, I, you, I, I, like, I did put the, first, the time in, though. If you only see I, the I first maxed out par- the nurse, and I maxed out the the music club. Yeah, that, that's fair, but you also said, like, oh, you only went to the tutoring job twice. I actually do feel like he is generally quite an interesting social link. But you're like, oh, I only saw the first two parts of it, so yeah. If I give any character, like, ten minutes but the same anime time, to be interesting, then I'm not gonna like them. It's like a hidden social link. It's like in a job that you don't have to interact with. Like, I only found out about it in that block of nothing to do as I was, like, working through the jobs. I only found out about the nurse that late in the game because it's hidden. I only found out about 
I would not the, say they're hidden. Oh, I well, I, w- I wouldn't say they're hidden, but I do feel like they're they missable. Could si- they could be signpost better that this job, you know, this job is either going to increase your skill or this job actually has a social link behind it. Yeah, you know, game, like the game, like I think bar they, one or two social links, I would say the game is actually really good at saying, all right, here is a, like usually in those bits where you're like walking to school or something. Like the game is fairly like clear about, oh, today's the day to go join a club. Today's the day to. Oh, like oh, I saw this job listing posted on the board. Like, there's one or two that I think are quite easy to miss. Like, I think Nauki, the I think Nauki is like the one. Yeah, he's quite easy to miss. <laughs> I think like it's the Death Arcana one, the old lady. I think she's quite easy to miss because she just looks Why like not go down there. Yeah, you actually, you, you actually need to talk to her. Like, she's never like, well, bar seeing her in the hospital. Like, you see her once in the hospital, so if you never go to let her again, you're never going to notice. So I was like, oh, it's that girl again. But I feel like other than that, I do think the rest of them are very well signposted to be like, oh, there's jobs up there. And then you can go look at the job board and it lists them all out to say what you need. Yeah. But then the job doesn't say, oh, there's a social link tied to this. Yeah, that's but, what but I but think is the issue. Is like, yeah. Well, that's right. what I'm saying. Like, like why? Like, but I'm, I think like that's why I'm saying it is, is missable. Like, I'm not going to sit there. Like, I'm not going to sit there and go to every job at least once to try and find one if I don't know that they're there. At that stage in the game, my courage was maxed, so why would I go to the hospital? Because it, it's introduced you way before you'd be able to max your courage. Like, you have the opportunity to take that job way before you can max your courage. And also, you get money out of it. I, I didn't need money in that game. I, I only did the jobs to, like, work towards my stats. And I would disagree that, like, I think, I think, yes, your mileage will vary depending on if you feel for the characters, but I do think in general, I would say every social, I think that is also, I will, like, as I said, like, I think that's something they address better in five where you're like, even if you're not interested in the character of the social link, you are still getting buffs, whether it be yeah. like you're getting extra abilities from doing the social link, even if it's a non-party member, which I think goes a long way. But no, I think overall i think the social links are far better in four than they are in five just in terms of sheer quality and i think they are i don't personally think that any of them are bar as i mentioned one or two like that missable and i think if if you're saying they're missable i would say that you're not you're rather than being missable i don't think you're paying attention and like in the ter- in terms of you said oh i have max stuff anyway the game makes it fairly clear that pretty much everything you do is worth spending time on at least once. So if you're not doing it, then that's your prerogative. I know you said, Hans, like, oh, I'm not going to go out and do everything. The, like, Persona kind of encourages you to try at least everything once. But, like, I feel like... I don't wrong. Like, I agree that the social aspect, like uh, the social links are f- fantastic and very high quality, but I just do feel like, especially the ones that are hidden behind jobs, like... If I sit there and max out the kindergarten daycare job, by the time I maybe max that out, I don't need to go to the hospital to increase my bravery because your bravery can be increased by other ways within the game. So, yeah, like to an extent, I do kind of agree with Alex says that there are certain social links that, I'm not saying they're purposely hidden, but I just think they need to be signpost better because, yeah, through just playing the game, there are certain times you just don't need to go to the hospital to increase your bravery or vice versa for the kindergarten social link. Um, 
and like someone going walking along being like oh did you see there was new jobs posted like yeah that will drag me to the job notice board but once i get there there's a list of five to ten jobs there that i need to try and guess which one's a social link and which one's just for skill all right i'll give my take on what people are saying about this all right so i think a game should not need to like point out like no, stuff I'm not, like that i'm not saying it has no, to point out let me finish this, right <laughs> however i would argue though that as i was saying before right you have limited time right and so you are making decisions and so these decisions are your own. And so if you decide not to do something, then that's fine, right? You mm. decided that, oh, I like these party members. I want to do their social links. Great. I get stuff from it. Great. If that is the way you want to think about how you go through these, you know, social links, then that's fine. Like, that's that's the beauty of the game, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? Is that... Is that everyone, everyone's going to use their time differently. Exactly, right? Um, I actually do think, to be honest, I think the, you know, the, the PlayStation the internet thing that tells you what everyone did. Yeah. The uh, what do you actually call it? No, that's like, what five. is the name of that? The Vox Populi. Yeah, so I actually think that kind of spoils things a little bit um, because it all, it's almost like, oh, maybe I should do this because, you know, popularity, right? That's what everyone else is doing it, right? Um, but I think, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, mm-hmm. doing stuff because that's what you wanted to do, mm-hmm. right? And, you know... And I, and I know I know other people won't like me saying this, but like there is nothing wrong with missing stuff, right? Because yeah. if you miss stuff, well, you don't know any better anyway, so it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter at that point, right? Yeah, I, like, I, I want like, that platinum trophy. That that's a very different thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like when I first played Persona Five, I missed. I think like I entirely missed like the politician social link. Oh, yeah. Like, you didn't I, miss much. <laughs> I, I, I knew where I knew how to start it. I knew it was there. I just never committed my time to doing that. And I, yes, I agree with you. I like. I do think it is part and parcel. And I think I or Alex particularly like we with the way you play games. You do you try and do everything. You have a history of when you play games. You so you a lot of the times you do hundred percent things. And I think that is why, like the time gated aspects of Persona, don't like necessarily agree with that sort of playstyle, but yes like i like that aspect of it that everyone is going to have they're going to dedicate their times differently and whether that be dedicating their time to grinding out the extra dungeons or going back and grinding through like all those extra bosses dedicating their time to social links i think that is like one of the best aspects of the persona series and i think it's the same in royal and i think it's the same in golden they give you the extra time at the end in these ones because I think they're expecting most of their players to be return players from the original game. And I think that sort of skews some of that time aspect. Because I do think a lot of the times, if you are seeking out a lot of the stuff, you will end up with a lot of spare time at the end. Whereas, say, like like in the original Persona 4, like after you did a Dachi's Dungeon, that was it. Like You jump pretty much straight to the end. So there's like two months that you don't have. So like that's two months less to be doing a lot of social linking. Which I think would obviously like Alex, you're saying you ended up seeing a lot of them because you had all this spare time to go investigate things. So if you didn't have all that spare time, like this would probably be a very different conversation. I think it's interesting. I think it's one of the best things about the Persona series, but I also think it's something that, depending on the way you like to play games, you're going to have very mixed feelings on. 
I will say I did not go into this game expecting to do everything. Yeah, I will, I will just say that yeah, because like, I, it's I, such I a like, massive like, game. You do you have a, like especially recently like, you have had history where you have played a lot of games and you have played them like going especially when you were like redoing a lot of the Final Fantasy stuff. You were reading a lot of the like side stuff, so it's natural to think, oh, I'll go and try and do as much as possible. Whereas I feel like some people are just going to end it and play it at their own pace. Like I, I played this very much at his own pace, even though he had played Persona Four before, and like it kind of not necessarily bit you in the ass, but you missed out yeah, on just things. Dumb shit. You you missed but out it, on things because you were like kind of just doing random shit and going at your own pace. Like you missed out on like the Adachi social link. You like were one day off completing someone else's social link, and then the game did like the hard cut off at the end. And I think that's kind of the beauty of the like time gated nature of the Persona series is like you're forced to make those decisions, and it's gonna sit well with some people, and it's not gonna sit well with others. But I think that is probably the issue with the it's because it happens in a row as well. It's like that extra time you have gives you a lot more time to see stuff that you probably have too much time to put it that way. Where, where oh, in yeah. a, like in a, in a time, stage in a time gated game, you have too much time. I got to a stage where I was just tempted to sleep every day. Yeah. Because I just didn't really want to do anything else. Yeah. I spent a lot of days fishing where I was like, I don't have any use for these fish. I'm just going to get them. So I think it's, I think that is an issue with, I think it's been the issue now with the past two, like, enhanced editions of the last two games. But in the base games of them, it's definitely not an issue because you have way less time and you definitely notice that you have way less time. Any other social linking aspect side of things or the non JRPG side of things, shall we say? Um, we did touch on it, but um also my biggest comparison is Persona 5, but I think I was surprised although the quality of the of the social links I think were better just in terms of their storyline. I was surprised how little they kind of tied back into the gameplay mm-hmm. side of things. Yeah, um, I thought that was kind of more of a staple of the Persona series, but I'm guessing Persona Five is when that really kicked in the gear. Yeah, like Five was the first one that was like, oh, if you do, for example, the politician social link that I missed, like it makes the negotiation stuff way easier with the shadows. Yeah. If you do the young kid in the arcade social link, you, like your gun skills become way better. And I, I get, I suppose, like it ties into the fact that. In Persona 5, you are thieves and you're yeah. all these things relate to being a thief. Yeah, like these are all these things, you know, your, your, your ability to talk away out of a situation, your ability to use guns and stuff, they tie into being a thief. In this, you aren't any really an archetype. You're just a dude who can go into TVs. Yeah. Um, but it's not like, it's not even that, like, just from a purely gameplay side of things, I think it adds a lot of value to those social links. And I think, yeah, oh yeah. and like, I know you said, oh, you're a thief. I would be very disappointed if that stuff doesn't carry over to Persona 6. And like, I think it's hard oh, to yeah. hold it against 4 because, like, as I said, like, I don't want to compare it to a sequel because obviously things Sequels improve are over time. To, yeah. yeah. But it is, it was a noticeable, like, missing feature in this for me. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, I forgot this wasn't a thing in 4 and it makes a lot of these other social links just yeah. feel like the only benefit I'm getting is one, a good story and two, like, the extra fusion bonus xp xp yeah i suppose like you, you can look at the fusion bonus xp as being something that would mm. tie into the gameplay but it's just i know i i knew going into this because i played persona 5 first before this i was always going to make comparisons yeah from a prequel to a, or a sequel to a prequel so 
Yeah, that was that was actually why I was partially dreading playing this did, game. Did you miss any of that stuff? I watched. And I know you've also played five. Like, was that something you kind of noticed was missing? And was like, oh, I kind of wish that this had come in earlier in the series. Oh, uh, the extra bonuses. Yeah, like the, like so the non-party member bonuses. Like, <laughs> so the funny part was that for me it was actually like, so yeah, obviously I missed those, right? Um, but the thing which kind of was really surprising was, correct me if I'm wrong, but in Golden, your party members have more things? Yes. Is that yeah. correct? So that yeah. was the thing that was, because it, it made that difference like a lot bigger, right? Hmm. Because there were, I think there were moments I was being to where it's like, damn, I should probably get such and such to rank three, just so I have this follow-up or whatever. Yeah. Um, it definitely for me, it was prioritize that. the party members. Yeah, which yeah. is a real shame. Um, hmm. I don't feel like that was a big deal in four or OG, but like, yeah, yeah after playing five, it's like, it would be nice to have a little bit extra mm. in terms of that. Um, Are you saying Fox giving you a discount isn't enough? Like, but yeah, like Fox is almost like the prototype for what every social yeah. link has in five, yeah. almost. Because yeah, Nick was saying that wasn't in the original, that was only introduced in Golden, yeah. Fox being there too. No, no, Fox, is, Fox was there in four as well. Yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. But like that, like just the idea of like, okay, as you rank up Fox, you're going to get better discounts. Like mm. that sort of gameplay conceit is pretty much applied to every social link in five whether yeah. it be you get better discounts at the gun shop or you get like bonuses in combat or your non-active party members get bonus experience like every other every non-party social link has some form of bonus that goes along with it some are good some are not amazing but every single one gives you some sort of bonus also can i just say and maybe i just didn't unlock it fuck me i missed the baton pass <laughs> yeah. from Baton Pass and Persona 5 I did not realize how fucking awesome a mechanic that kind of is yeah, until five definitely made this. the combat side of things like way more dynamic so then the other side of things in Persona is then when you go into the TV and you are doing the rescuing of people who have been kidnapped or have fl- fled into the TV and that is fairly typical turn based like JRPG combat like mm-hmm. they've obviously Persona and Shin Megami Tensei in general like any of their JRPG series have kind of put their own spin on it with like all the elements and if you exploit an enemy's weakness you get an extra turn and the all out attacks and things like that but in like the broadest sense it is a fairly standard I think like turn based JRPG combat system. We'll talk about the actual Persona aspect of it then like so the main way you participate or active or fight in combat is you summon a persona, which for your party members is a set persona. They learn skills over time. For the main character, you can fuse and bring out different personas. And each persona has different elemental affinities. They are better at certain skills. Uh, and you can fuse them together and then kind of bring skills together. So like, oh, I now have this guy who only learned Thunder before and now knows other elements because he brought them over from one of the fusion things. One of the main things that was brought in for Golden was the ability to choose what skills you brought over when you fused. That was not in the original. You had to just kind of keep going in and out of the fusion screen until you got a combination of abilities you liked. And it is quite possibly the best quality of life change ever in a video game. (laughs) Yeah, fuck that. That sounds fucking infuriating. (laughs) You would spend like dozens of minutes trying to get the right combination of spells. (laughs) That. No. It was terrible. No, no, I, I wouldn't, because I would have quit by that point. <laughs> but yeah, in Golden, they kind of just they just give you a fat list of spells and be like, here are all the spells that you can transfer to this person, select the ones you want. 
the fusion side of things I think is interesting. Like I think like kind of this constant power ramp is really cool, but then also kind of balancing like, oh, I want to have a wide range of different elements on me and different resistances that kind of help balance out what my party members I'm using at the time at the time. Like kind of balance with their what they are weak and can use. And I think it's really interesting. Like I think it's it's obviously something that they've carried over from like the base Shin Megami Tensai line, but obviously it's applied a bit differently here. But overall, I think like the persona side of things is really cool. And I'd be interested to hear like Alex is someone who had never played a persona game and probably never encountered any of the numerous demons in the game and kind of how the persona battle system works. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts first off. So I hated the way I played persona. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because uh, the card system after a battle was that new to Golden? Uh, it was slightly modified for Golden. It's different. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. after a battle, you can get stat increases for your personas. Yeah, so that mm-hmm. bit that bit wasn't in so, the original. The original it was just you got a new persona or you didn't get any rewards for the vast like for the second half of the game. I used three personas, and the reason I only used three was because their stats were insane because I kept buffing them with stats and even if I fused other personas their stats wouldn't go anywhere near the ones I had so like fusing personas later in the game didn't really seem worth it but sure and then when point, I, their abilities kind of like no like, like I had them because uh, in one of the dungeons you can get the ability up cards yeah. so like their abilities got leveled up that way mm-hmm. okay and uh oh what was i gonna say the one time i did fuse i lost my uh defense down debuff mm-hmm. and i got really salty after that so i didn't fuse anymore because mm-hmm. <laughs> i couldn't remember the name of it and i didn't have a card like a skill card mm-hmm. and like i was trying to find it and i never got it again and i was so angry so, so I, I know why you hated this as someone who's also played the game. But you, would you like to explain why you hated this method of the way Alex played this game? Oh no, I, I don't think it's. A, I think it's more of an issue with the game than with Alex. Like, I think because he was kind of baited into like all these stat ups, mm. which I think then rightfully so. Like if you can't make something that with bigger numbers, then like why would you, right? Yeah. Um, mm. I think the issue is just. The, like, I feel like that stat-up thing was just because they needed to fill like the tarot cards. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, I think that was my biggest problem with that. Yeah, it's... The thing about it is, like, I never felt like... Obviously, I know cumulatively they would have been probably great, but I never felt like I had the persona I would have wanted equipped. Like, like I... the, the persona I had at the end of the game had like nullify physical mm-hmm. which was really good and then i think i had counter as well and then i had like you know severe physical damage and all that so it was like the physical damage persona mm. and it had like strength 75 or something and it was basically insane so yeah, i was you like, also could have got that by fusing that's what i'm saying. like you would have got that by fusing too like I had, I had well, probably the exact same persona at the end of the game, but I had obviously kept fusing and getting to that point. But like all the fusions, all the ones higher level than it, 
if I was to fuse it, their strength would be in the high 60s. So it's I would still have higher strength hmm. in my lower level persona. So I was like, well, if I fuse this, I'll lose some of these abilities. And I like these abilities. So why would I fuse to get lower stats and less abilities? Yeah, fair. Like I, I, I can I, I, I can see why fusing is good and like why you're like go down that route, but like mm. the game didn't reward me for doing that. You're about to say something, Alan? I think uh this is a kind of game where the game unlike every other JRPG, right? At least I've ever played, right? You can get real comfy at the very beginning. Hmm. Right. If I was to play Final Fantasy VII, I could be like, "Oh, Baratifa Cloud." That's take that to the end. Doesn't matter. But in this game, because you are, because your personas do not keep up with the main character under normal circumstances, you are kind of like that. For me, is like the encouraging part of like when you should fuse. Right. It's yeah. whenever like levels start falling off. Um. So. It is a game where like you need to be like a bit flexible, so it is like which isn't natural, I would say, because I think a lot of video games, especially these days, is like it's all about making the player feel comfy, mm. right? And I do agree with Alex though that it there's definitely more incentive to not fuse in this game if you don't realize that the the power you get essentially from fusing later, yeah. right? the kind of skills you get and the synergies you can get later and this, that, or whatever. Um, so I can see why uh, that happened. Yeah, like like, don't get me like, wrong. In, in the first half of the game, I was fusing constantly because I was like, oh, I want to see all these different things. But I, I like after one dungeon and the stat up, in, like all the stat increases, it was just like, it started to dawn on me. It's almost not worth fusing because like, I have these severe damage abilities and really high stats on this like persona, so why would I fuse it? And, and so, uh, it, like some of the late game abilities that like are unique to certain personas are just see, like, like mental. But I didn't well, know I that. Think that he didn't have a yeah. Like, yeah. Like, as a, as a player who doesn't know, then like it's, like, it's a bit like, harder. Like, I didn't. Like, know I came them, into this blind and got them. <laughs> Like, I came into this blind not knowing anything about Persona at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm looking at this, and I see severe damage, and I don't see any damage higher than severe. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I've got severe. That's the highest damage type I can get. But what so makes you think there's nothing above it? I guess would be the argument to that. Because, like, uh, when I did the Fuse thing to get, like, the 70-plus uh, Persona... His uh, standard abilities were severe, so I assumed since this is a level seventy persona infusing, this is end game persona. So severe must be the highest. Is severe not the highest? I want to say there's something else, but it's very specific. But mm. no, 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 I, I, I don't. I just I think, it, I think it is just the unique abilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the, the, I think the, like, half, term. like I think like a dozen personas have like unique abilities that are stronger than that. Um. Because like, like, like there are abilities that you you can't even like pass them on. It's like only those personas can get them. So I will say like, and I'm it might just be because like I have experience with persona, but it's the sort of combat system where I feel like I value having options than just like the strongest spells. 
See, like, don't get me wrong. I had options. Yeah. Because, like, my party had, like, was pretty spread out in terms of damage profile. While they all, like, Kanji kind of overlapped the physical. He did do mm-hmm. lightning. Uh, Yukiko did fire, and then Naoto did dark and light. And I think she had ice and fire. Yeah, I think she, she has, like, a, like a fire and wind. Yeah, fire, fire and wind. wind. Oh yeah, then then my like spell one had ice and then like three AoE hmm. elements. So like I had all the damage profiles, it's just like I But like, like, it's not even just the damage profiles, but uh, yeah, I don't know, it's just, because I feel like it, you're never it's it's never a case of like, oh I'm going to the ice dungeon, I'm going to such and such a dungeon. Like every dungeon has like a massive spread of these personas will do X element of attack or be resistant to this element that I feel like I always much preferred like oh I have like eight personas that I could switch to at any time and still feel like I am as strong as I need to be because they all had different resistances different abilities different stat buffs and debuffs and I felt like and I, and it could just be because yes I've played multiple persona games I've played Tokyo Mirage Session which is like an offshoot of Shimagami Tensai and it could just be that I have experience with how the combat system works, and like especially when it's much more punishing, like it is in the SMT series. Like having that wide swath of options, I think makes me feel more comfortable in the combat system. Anyway, and I, I don't know about you, you you have more experience with the like the baseline Shimigami Tensai series than I would. Like it's the sort of combat system that I feel like it better benefits you to have varied options than like one or two super strong allies. I think either works, right? Because Mm. I think at the end of the day, the point is that, you know, Alex, you were able to get to the end of the game. Yeah. You know, without being, let's call it, you know, optimal, right? (laughs) You know, you're not, you're not, you're you're joining esports team at at this rate, right? I lost two battles that entire game and that was the first optional boss where I got one shot and then the end (laughs) boss where I lost my first attempt. Um, yeah, so like at the end of the day, you were able to play the way you wanted to play, hmm. right? Is that not true? Until Admittedly, the last boss, yes. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, right? Is that like that is the moment, right, where it's like, oh wait, maybe I can't keep doing the same thing I've been doing for the past fifty hours, right? Yeah, like you didn't need to, but then you're finally against, and this is an enemy which is you could argue is optional, right? Because the true ending is technically optional. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, the last boss you could face could technically be Adachi. So in a lot of ways, like I, or, well, I could see the this big eye argue- creature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, I could see this argued either way. Where like mm. the ability to buff up your personas mid dungeon is either like it makes life a lot easier, but also at the very end maybe you know gets you a bit too comfy. Yeah, as I keep saying, I, I don't know. Uh, I, like I was like, I don't know if it's a priority thing of just how I prefer to play video games or like the way I like to play. Video- the stat bonuses to me always felt like the least appealing option compared to like oh more money, a skill card, get some of your health and SP back. I don't know if that's just maybe the way I play video games, but like to me, the stat options just always felt like the well, least like, attractive option. It got to this stage where I was getting every card anyway, and they mm. were coming with stat options when I cleared the board. So it's yeah. like, even if I was if I like wasn't looking for looking out for them, I would get them passively anyway. The actual dungeon side of it, where you're in the dungeon, not the combat. I really didn't like it. I forgot how kind of janky it was. 
like when you're actually running up and trying to hit the shadows on the dungeon field. Oh, like so. As oh, wait, I said it before, it wasn't just me. Oh no, the entire no, like it's, not amazing. Okay. it's okay. like like I, as, as I said because I'm going playing backwards, so I did Persona Five, and I'm now playing Persona Four Golden Second. After that, oh, the dungeons are so fucking tedious in this game. Mm. Oh my god! Like I get like I'm sure it was cool at the time. It's like oh, it's randomly generated, but like the dungeons in this are just narrow corridors. Or square that rooms. Randomly generated, <laughs> yeah. uh, or a couple of rooms, and you just keep running to find the stairs to go up. And I was just like, even Mementos and Persona's fi- Persona Five, which is supposed to be the equivalent of this, you know, mm. even it was more interesting than this in Persona Four Golden. Mementos, yes, it's. I suppose the difference is Mementos is sort of optional, and like. There's also other stuff to do in Mementos, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, there's requests and stuff to do. Like, kind of in four, you are like your end goal and pretty much your only goal is to get to the stairs. Yeah. So, like, I just like, I just like to me, like, and I, I say, like, I get it. Like, maybe it's a technical limitation thing because it was this originally was on PS2, yep. Nick. Yeah. Like, but it's just corridor, narrow corridor, narrow corridor. It's all straight. They're all straight. Like there's no curve, not even a curve. It's all corners, yeah. and then you box find the stairs and you go up. box box room that maybe has a chest in it, and then you find it yeah. and then you go up. Now, the designs are kind of cool, like in terms of like the, like the, the tile actual, like, set. You know, yeah, the tile sets like they're quite nice. Don't get me wrong, sure. Um, but yeah, the dungeons are drag. Feel free to disagree. I don't know how you feel about the subject, but like I would, yeah, I will one hundred percent. Yes, this is. I would bet money on this being a technical limitation of the system that mm-hmm. they have had they've went this route rather than like the bespoke designs and that are in like five but i would take the bes- bespoke designs in five any day of the week over like the randomly generated stuff that's kind of in four and three i don't know about you how because like you're probably the only one that has played also three four and five but i would take like those bespoke designs in five uh, yes, that they would be boring if you're having to repeat them multiple times, but I just think they are far better. Like they are more enjoyable. So I think a big problem with all three Persona games, actually, let's say, is that all three of them have this randomly generated bit, yeah. <laughs> right? And I actually think it's worse for four because in four, it's actually part of the main story. Like, it's, yeah. sorry, sorry, it's, yeah. it's it is the main dungeon. Let's call it yeah. right. Well, it was the same Cause, three. No, because in three. Every time it was the oh, end it was of the a full month, moon. It was a specific yes, thing. Yeah. yeah, that was the big story bit, right? And you'd go off somewhere else in Japan yeah. or wherever, right? And that was actually like, oh, it's you're right somewhere, right? Yeah. But in four, it's like, oh, I got to go through all these random corridors to get to the top, mm. as you said. Um, yeah, it does sound like it is a limitation thing because if you think, yeah. well, how would you make ten like, floors yeah. worth it's of the, content? It's not even the ten floors. I would will in the bet it like it is the amount of other stuff in the game, like. For a PS2 game, there is a hell of a lot of voice acting and stuff in this game compared yes. to other games of the time, especially when it's like a 70R game. Like, I would imagine it is it, it is purely a case of we don't need to co- if we build the blocks, the game will put them together, and we don't need to worry about it taking up space on a disc or something and along those lines. 
and as far as I know, this was a single disc game. This yeah. didn't go the Final Fantasy exactly. route of yeah. multiple discs. So, like, I imagine, yeah, I would, I would put money on yes that this is a, the dungeons are like this because it is a purely like technical limitation of they wanted to put more of the other things in the game in the game than having designed dungeons. Still doesn't make it enjoyable. Like, yeah, I, would, I would tend to agree, <laughs> but I would like. It's one of those things that yes, it's tough going back after playing this bespoke dungeons in five, which are mm. like stylish as fuck and also super enjoyable. Whereas these are yes, they are they look very good, but they get tedious. What? Uh, so obviously, I got the uh, resize dungeon, and I think it coops out at floor eleven. Mm. What is the biggest dungeon in the game? Roughly, if anyone knows. Resize so dungeon 11 is eleven floors, and it's the biggest. Like okay. I, I will say, that's, yeah, that's the, not too bad. Yeah, the dungeons all kind of stay the same size rather than kind of ramping yeah. up in length, which I actually think is a smart design choice. Yeah, hundred percent. I actually didn't mind the dungeons. Yeah. So did you? Did you mind the dungeons, or did you not mind like the dungeons in general, or like was there specific things you didn't like in them? Like I know you said you you also hated like this walking up and having to swing at an enemy. Yeah, no, like the swing animation, like. It took me a while is to get the used to it. or something? Like, yeah. I don't know what it is about it, but yeah, like, it, it's just, something it just feels a bit it. awkward to, like... It's because it's yeah. he, no, he has no forward momentum. So you, yeah. you, you're stationary, you then you swing forward. And yeah. then, like, you, you can get into it. Um, like, even if you're a mid-run and hit X, like, the main character just stops yeah. dead in his tracks and swings. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did, did they, get used to it, and it was fine. Uh, but, like, eventually I just ran past all the enemies in the dungeon. Mm. I, I, I definitely did that in the last dungeon just because I think I was like, alright, the end is in sight, I know the end is in sight, let's just do this and I feel I was like, I feel strong enough to get to like, beat the last boss, no problem I also did that in Marie's dungeon because that dungeon is hateful Yeah but, uh, oh, uh, When do you want to discuss that? Uh, okay, well like, at the end of like, is there any other, other gameplay bits because then we can talk kind of talk about the golden specific stuff uh, I will say uh, this is by far worse than the base game, by the way uh, insta-kill moves should not exist in a game especially <laughs> where your party leader is a game over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. The golden specific stuff. Um, in terms of the gameplay side of things, the biggest golden specific thing is an entirely new dungeon. There's obviously story aspects that we'll get into in the next section, but there's one new dungeon uh, that is based on the new character Marie, and it kind of has its own gimmicks to it, so you go into the dungeon and it takes away all your equipment. You're given stock equipment that you like find in the dungeon. And then the only equipment you're finding in the dungeon is pretty much just resistances for like your characters who are weak to certain elements. And I don't think it's hyperbole to say it's fucking god awful and maybe the worst thing I've experienced in a Persona game. <laughs> Oh, but don't forget, every time you battle, you lose half your SP. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's, oh, that's the bad bit. <laughs> but you can't avoid the fights in certain floors because the fights yeah. are in the doors you have to open. Mm. That was the hateful bit for and me. And they specifically I make floors with, like, hundreds of doors yeah. where you have to find the path to the fucking exit. It's fucking atrocious. It's so bad. Like, like the resistance stuff, it's fine. I don't care about the items. That's mm. that's actually all right. It's the fact that it forces you to fight at doors, so it drains your SP, so you can't, you know. Ah, <laughs> and like, that and like 
they're like, oh, we give you accessories that like increase your SP every turn. But what's the point? Like, what's the point of me sitting there stalling on a fight? Yeah, when you're going to lose half of it. When I'm just going to lose half of it again. It's fucking pointless. It's so frustrating, and it's such a bad addition to the game. Fuck. It's so... Like, because I actually generally like a lot of the stuff they added in Golden. Like, I like all the new story events. I like all the new scenes. The new characters are interesting. But this one, like, dungeon... Almost makes me want to just suggest someone plays the base game of four instead because it's so fucking bad. Or you know, not do Marie social link. Yeah, or that. How I do anything to add to the golden specifics? And you probably didn't really get far enough to see a lot of it. Uh, mm. No, no, I completely agree. Like the Marie dungeon is bad, um, garbage. Yeah, and I, yeah, you know, I, I love my games where I start with nothing, but like yeah. <laughs> this was like, not one of those times. Um, like, because without the SP drain, it's it's a cool gimmick. You know, you start with mm. nothing, and you, you like you get all these items to boost your yeah. resistances to attacks. Like a lot of the enemies, you need to like make use of the items you get. Like the boss specifically as well. At the end, you have to make use of like the items you've been getting. Oh, the like, breaks, the yeah. breakers, like to get rid of her resistances. I think all that stuff is very smart. They've just tacked on this. You lose half of your SP after every fight. I fucking deal with it, dickhead. And yeah. it's just so bad. Yeah, it's real weird because like you're you've just beat the last dungeon, right? Quote unquote. Yeah. Right? At this point. And so you're feeling hella strong. And then get like wiped to nothing. And like even mm-hmm. the enemies were nerfed as well, right? Like the enemies yeah. are very much nerfed in there. Yeah. And it just feels kind of out of place, like yeah. completely. Um And the worst part is they take away her costumes. Yeah, that was the worst part. I liked my Power Ranger outfits. Yeah, the girl squad wasn't there for that. Hate to see it. As is tradition for JRPGs, we're going to go through every party member and give a brief <laughs> chat about them. And then also, I would like you all to pick a highlight and low light of the non-party member social links just to give a shout out to the first one discussions. Does that sound okay to everyone? This is going to be like a three-hour episode. Oh, man. Hey, hey, Matt, if you think about how long Persona takes to complete, this is, a, this is some good efficiency here. Yeah. yeah, that's true, yeah. So, main character, the fool. Oh, Chad Narukami? Yeah. I, I will say I feel like I'm spoiled by the anime because I feel like he's so much cooler in the anime <laughs> yeah. than he actually comes across in the game. The anime adds a lot of, like, character to him, whereas I feel like in the game he is very, like, blank slate. But that's the problem, right? With yeah, all that's the characters. point of him, like, is to be a blank slate. Um, but I want to be Chad Narakami like he is in the anime. <laughs> he so, is so cool in the anime. I, I think tying in from, actually, the gameplay part, actually, like, playing as the main character, um, one thing I would say is, unlike a game... Let's talk about like other games with decisions like you know, Mass Effect or something, right? Mm. If you are a dick in Mass Effect, if you pick dumb answers in Mass Effect, you are not, you know, quote unquote punished for that, right? In terms of like gameplay. Right? Because you're changing the story, right? But in this game, if the main character picks the wrong option, then you've just like wasted time. Would I be wrong? Oh, because you don't boost the social link efficiency? Exactly. Oh, right? Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. even though this is a game where you were a blank slate, 
you are encouraged to and this is how you shouldn't deal with relationships but like you're encouraged to pick the right answer <laughs> and say what that person wants to hear and I think yeah. that's quite bad in terms of you know handling multiple choice right because there is a right answer essentially do you mean is this in reference to the social links Yes, that, yeah. how you are. How you, there is a right answer to your social links, which I think is a bit sad. Yeah, which is a shame because the game is actually quite funny if you mm-hmm. pick dumbass answers. Yeah, the dumb ones. Yeah, it, it forces you to make. It forces him to be a certain character, which, like, if you don't want to be like the super efficient way of playing, which you obviously weren't. I <laughs> like it's what? fine. <laughs> <laughs> like it's fine, but yeah, like it does feel like it's a bit of a missed opportunity. I wish in all these games, like, the character actually just had a voice. And just was something in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we can't really say much about Narukami. Yosuke, the magician, the best friend character. I really like him. I think, like, he is obviously the typical kind of comic relief. But, like, he is proven to be very loyal and like his whole arc of like i am i was a city kid and i've been sent here and to be honest like yeah i'm bored and i was really looking forward to being the hero like you know that is awesome i think that's really cool and i love like his like trying to run the business about like people like during his still thing like people are just trying to take it get his good side and all yeah like love it really really like him that one alex yeah, I like them. I think I do. I think there's maybe one or two moments where he's a bit too pervy. But then again, that's like that's the comic relief bit, you know. But, but the thing there, is, that it's a bit much in yeah. places. Though, like there is a limit. I would say. Um, I think my opinion of him is that I think or Hans has said everything like that I would agree with. Um, because his story is super interesting regarding like the business and just him being a city boy and being bored like all of that is actually quite interesting mm. um and like i have to give him points right like he is just a horny teenage boy right yeah. yeah and i think that is actually like great to actually see in a character it's just there are moments where it's like hey girls i brought these swimsuits with me <laughs> like that you know there, there are some moments where like, it's a bit like, much i've been a to- horny teenage boy i've never went out of my way to buy a girl a swimsuit <laughs> right um but no, I think overall he's, he's great. Chie. And I will defer to IY for this. Best girl. Fight me. Yeah, Chie is very good. <laughs> I was like... I appreciate Chie in that, like, they very easily could have just made her, like, oh, she's, like... The typical tomboy, almost. Yeah, but I do feel like they go out of their way to, like, not make her that and show, like, yes, there is another side to her of, like, like, she has been Yukio's best friend, like, through thick and thin. Like, she's always been there for Yukio, was, like, protecting her and, like, as, like, a best friend. And, like, the Yukio Chie, like, relationship almost, like, mirrors, like, the main character Yusuke one. And I think, I think she, her social link, it does a really good job of just showing, like, the growth of the character and the way her, like, like, how you leave her at the end. Where, like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, I've spent all this time protecting people and now like because that's what i know what to do best and that's like that's why she decides like she wants to become a detective and like join the police i think it's very smart i think it's a very well written story 
I think also at romance wise, uh, to my knowledge, she is the only social female social link where the moment just before you make the decision, she's not like super into you, like or mm. in the sense that like she's not like like she's not waiting for that moment. It's like yeah. you are the person who's like you know what? the moment is right. But like all the other female characters, I felt like. They're kind of needy, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that later, right? But like, I, I, I feel like Chie is genuinely. I'm not a piece of meat, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> like no, I think Chad Nukarami, is a piece of meat. He is, um, but like I, I do think she is the most chill character. Let's call it. But she's also the character who, like, you know, she loves meat. She loves meat, right? Don't but, take that out of context. Yeah. But um, like you know, she's the character, like you know gets really upset. Like, you know, whenever, you know, Yosuke and the main character, like, fall into the TV and, like, the rope's gone, mm. like, she's, like, genuinely very upset and, like, for she me, kicks going kicks Kanji back... in the head whenever he goes into the, their tent, even though she claims that she didn't. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, I can't protecting Yukiko. <laughs> and, and because, like, we'll get on to Yukiko next, I assume, right? But, like, you know, obviously Yukiko is the, is the quiet character. Yeah. So, like, Ch- Chie is the person who, at the very beginning, because Yosuke is, like, comic relief, like, Chie is the most all rugged character, mm. I guess you would say. Um, and yeah, I think overall she's she's pretty great. Uh, so, Yukiko, the priestess? Is that what Yukiko is? Yeah. C- correct. Yeah. 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 Um, Alex, do you want to defend your... Best girl, yeah. contrary to what I always said. <laughs> um, I think Yukiko, I think of all the party members, is maybe the one that most falls into a stereotype. Like, she is very much the quiet, meek, like, anime girl. Like, the whole so- story is about finding her voice. Yeah. Like, I and do what think- she wants to do with her life. Wanting to be set free. Yeah, it is It is very traditional anime. Like, and I don't think it's poorly done by anything, but I definitely think it is the most stereotypical party member out of, like, the uh, eight. I, I do, I, I get it, like, it is, stereo- it is stereotype, but it's like you said, like, I think it's not a very high level. Like I think when she's d- discussing the whole, when she found the injured bird and the bird was like was released, and she actually is like, "See, that's just in the, the anime." Bird. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's never in the game. Yeah, that's oh, not actually in the game. That's the statue because that's fantastic. Yeah, that's really, like she, where the fact she's actually jealous that the bird got free and she didn't. That's uh, we, okay. So no, Yukiko was shite. Then. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> anime Yukiko is where it's at, but game Yukiko now. Uh, my, so I, whenever I was a young teen playing this game, I I liked Yukiko back then, but mm. I watched a lot more anime back then, <laughs> so maybe that's why. Ooh. But like, my issue with Yukiko is more that, and you can call this a positive as well, right? Is that I think she has shifts in her attitude and shifts mm. in her personality more than the other characters. And when you say shifts, do you mean like a character arc or more just like that was weird and seemed out of character? It's not even that. It's like, so the whole thing about her is that she is the quiet one at the start. Yes. But because she is comfortable around certain party members and people, like, she'll do her weird laugh thing, which is fine. Yeah. Like, that is the quirk yeah. she has. That is quite charming. That'd be um, uh, that, like, that's fine. The problem is just, like, you know, there are moments when, like, she is still the super shy one, and there's moments where, like, she's quite aggressive. It's yeah, like, well, like, it's, it's like, it's like are, fuck off, Teddy. Like, is there one point where she punches Kanji in the stomach or something, or slaps him? Yeah, there's like a moment like that. Even, as even well. though he hasn't done anything wrong, like, and 
and the thing is, like, this is not these are not necessarily bad things in mm. terms of like in real life. You know, people are like obviously have different Lash sides of them, stuff, yeah. right? But like, whenever I'm watching someone as part of media, it's like, okay, so Yosuke's this thing, she has this thing. Yuki was the quiet one sometimes, but like, and like her social link's really great and sometimes as well because the best part of her social link is the bit where she fights off the yeah, she, like she confronts the like the news TV. Quote unquote, crew, yeah. yeah 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 like that is like a real sense of development and i can see that but whenever it comes to the main story personally i thought she was a bit like hit and miss like that's mm, yeah. what i'd say i will my main i i also don't like how her like social link wraps up and then she just decides to stay. Yeah, it, I, I don't <laughs> like the idea that she decides. <laughs> and I'm sure, like, it make, like in the terms of the story, it makes sense. I just think it's, it's a her, really, it's un- her to say, yeah, it's just a really unsatisfying decision. I think. Yeah, because like the whole like, whole thing is like she, it's her, yeah. it's now become her decision to stay. Yeah. It's not being forced like, upon her. But I, like, I think it's well. I just, I, I think it's, it's not the decision I wanted that social <laughs> to end yeah. with. Yeah. I'm going to start my own hotel. Yeah, I'm going to do my own hotel right beside <laughs> and run them out of business. Uh, Risei. No, Kanji's next up. Uh, Kanji, the Best emperor. Best boy. Ka- Kanji's amazing. Love Kanji. Kanji yeah. is uh, I, 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 will, I will say, I did say this to Nick. In the game, compared to the anime, he is definitely portrayed a lot dumber in the game than in the anime. <laughs> like, he, he's, there's definitely times that they're like, Okay, so that's the plan. He'll just be like, wait, what? You know, there's that sort of moments, mm. but absolute best boy. Love Kanji. Yes, kan- Kanji is top notch. I think Kanji is my favorite party member, like story-wise. Yeah. He is so well-written from the bottom. They don't, like, play into the stereotype. And when they do, they very quickly, like, address it and make it more about, like, can't, like, it would be very easy to just lean into, oh, Kanji's, like, a closet homosexual, but, like, the social link turns it into much more of, like, no, Kanji's trying to figure out what it means to be a what? man and, like, what his definition of being a man is, and it's due to, like, the different father figures he's had in his life, it's become a very model thing. And I, well, that's the thing as well. Like I love, like I love how it, they kind of bullet died as, like, I just like cute thing. I, like, you know, like, it's so, like... Listen, the man loves the net and so yeah he also likes to beat up biker gangs that's so <laughs> it's so cool like it's just such it's such a unique character you know like i just i can't think of anything where like this guy is tough as nails but also will knit you a nice little phone charm for your little sister like it's so cool but that's the thing right it's like especially if finally like in this day and age that we're in like you know people can be more than one thing, right? Yeah. I guess you could say. And I think Kanji is such a, as you guys have said, like a great example of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Risa, next up, the lovers. And I think she's very hit and miss. She that- is the character that made me swap from Japanese voices to English. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. um, her voice got real annoying. <laughs> like, I like her story in that, like, I love, I, I like the idea of, like, and I think it obviously we don't have that culture kind of here, but like the Japanese idol culture, where like girls are kind of pushed into it in a young age, and it like there is typically a lot of turnover and burnout. And I think it's a very interesting story that they tell, and like her development of I don't just want to be like what 
every like i'm not i'm more than just like what i'm showing on tv i'm a full fully fledged person the flip side is i feel like they really push hard certain aspects of her character in regards to like her just non-stop wanting to bone the main character <laughs> mm. i think it's pushed a bit too hard and at times where it becomes a bit like all right back to fuck off woman <laughs> but like it's one of the things with her shadow too is like obviously the whole thing is like oh the shadow is their deepest darkest thoughts but it is a part of them <laughs> so like her shadow was like i'm going to reveal it all boys and so you're sitting there kind of going like so is this what the thing is like oh she does want to be an idol but there's there's a part of her that does like the attention she receives from her audience and stuff well, like that I, you I know that is she wants to reveal it all and she wants people to see who she really is and not this fake idol persona that gets portrayed yeah. But the, the, but the thing with the shadows was not was not always that like the way that they are acting is just a hyperbole of like so like the thing with uh, Kanji of running around tiles being like oh you hoo boys was like because he doesn't know yeah. what he wants but that, and, like, like she was is... denying that there was another side there the whole time mm. where in the reality yes no like she did like being an idol but she did she wanted to be an idol for who she actually was not this manufactured persona that had been kind of created. Not, mm. not for, she wanted to be an idol because she was reset, not because she was reset. Hmm. Uh, Teddy, star I do persona. Love, do love me some Teddy. Teddy's pretty great. My hot take is Teddy is better before he becomes a human. I would agree because he just like gets you know your case problem, but like amplified. Yeah. Well, horny teenage boy, except he's not a. Technically, yeah. a teenage boy. Yeah, and it's like yeah. that's his personality. Yeah, because like before, I, I sorry, go ahead. Uh, so I was gonna say like beforehand, like you can kind of give Teddy a pass at the start because it's like he doesn't know what what he's saying. Mm. Yeah, but then like after a certain phase, it's like like okay, you know you're, it's, you're it's, just it's, purposely being a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's uh just this, this is a side topic. Uh, it's far worse in uh, Persona Q. Uh, because that's the game where like you have get party members from three and four and he's yeah. just anytime a female character says something he'll turn it into a innuendo <laughs> i i will say though one of his biggest redeeming qualities though is his relationship with nanako yeah yes i think the way him and nanako get on is well it's heart it's touching and then it's heartbreaking <laughs> so because yeah, they're I, both I think, children inside <laughs> But yeah, but like that, that is kind of it. Like mm. I think, like I, the way I do, absolutely adore that relationship. And I think as well, that's kind of a big point we maybe have do- talked about is like the way that characters interact with each other too. Not just mm. the main character, but the way they interact with each other too is sometimes it is absolutely fantastic. Mm. Like really, really cool. Uh, uh, the oh, oh yeah, one thing I will say about Teddy, um, which I only realizing recently when I was being the neck a few a couple of weeks ago. Um, one big change they made from three to four is, and Teddy's the only one who keeps this, is Teddy's the only party member whose social link is tied to the story. Right? Mm. In three, all of your party members uh, get their, I think, alter persona through the story, which I think is actually really cool because in four, it's kind of like you're, everyone is kind of useless without you kind of thing. And it's and your party members become like dejected from the story. Like, it's like two very mm-hmm. separate things going on. Um, so one thing I do like about Teddy is like is that he's connected to the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it lets them tell like a very natural arc with him. Whereas like 
it's not that like it's it's particularly noticeable in like Nanako and Tojima's social links where like there can be a very big disconnect by the way they get on and like scenes that would take place like two days apart where like you could finish Nanako's social link one day and be like oh we're all one big happy family and I love my dad and look at us and then like you could be super low in Dojima's social link two days later, and he's like, I fucking hate everything! Oh, I'm miserable! Oh, my wife's dead! Ah, oh. And, like, because it's tied, Teddy's is tied to the story, like, his arc of his character mimics the story's arc of, like, there are highs and there are lows, and, like, Teddy's social link mimics those. So you never really get this, like, oh, this, like, disconnect. Hmm. Uh, the final party member, Naoto. Best girl. You know what? Yeah. It's pretty close, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Miss Potential. Like like every last character in a Persona game. <laughs> <laughs> Just introduce <laughs> too late. Yeah, like that. that's my issue with all these characters. Especially, like, it gets to a point where I feel like all the characters are like BFFs at that point. And mm. then it's like, this other character comes in. And He's this new kid. <laughs> yeah, right? Um... And You're like telling all these inside jokes, and they're just sort of <laughs> going like, well, "Ha ha ha!" I will say, ha. At least with Naoto, like she is introduced a lot earlier in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, so I, I'm obviously I'm assuming you're really referring to like Haru in five. Yeah, where, like, Haru she's five. introduced so late that like it's a, okay. like it's almost like <laughs> a mad dash to get her social link finished, but then also like she feels very separate to the party because, like, oh, I've been on these adventures with everyone for so long now, and then hello, I'm here too. At least with Naoto, is like, Naoto has like, is introduced at the same time Kanji is, and, like, at least there is the setup of what that character is. You have a lot of interactions with her before, like, she's even, before even her dungeon starts. You have quite a lot mm. of interactions with her, like, when you're on the school trip. So, I do think, yes, it's still a bit rough, but I think it's better than it is in some other Persona games. I I also think the whole... The classic anime trope of, like, mm. oh, you're actually a girl? Yeah. Like, I, 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 the, I don't, the reverse trap. Yeah, like, I don't hate it, but I feel like they could have done it mm-hmm. better. And, yeah. and I, I don't want to be mean about it, but like I feel like the voice acting is part of it. I've I've noticed while rewatching the anime is she definitely puts on a much more masculine sounding voice prior to the reveal in the anime mm-hmm. than she does in the game. So, but it, one, it's still not convincing in the slightest that she, you <laughs> ever think that character is male, but at least it's something. But yeah, I think that twist I, loses so much of it in, its impact because it is so glaringly obvious. Uh, I think another point actually is that so you guys might not have seen this, but uh, I know Nick, you and I did uh, the concept art. Yeah, for Naoto was a lot more ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Like it is much more androgynous. Yes, yeah, which I think would have been mm-hmm. an interesting take. Um, yeah. Like to be fair, I don't think her character design is really. It's, like, the it's not issue. the character design's issue. I do think a lot of it. Like I think yes, with a different voice, you could probably get away with the same character design. Okay, but yes, yeah. I do think yes, the other character design I think fits the idea of the character much better. Like, like I think either like or one yeah. of those kind of situations. Mm-hmm. What's her surname? Shirogani. Shirogani. Yeah, like in some of the, like in all that TV listing stuff, there's like, I think every character, there's like early concept art drawn of them, and like some of them are, you can like, yeah. it's a good job you changed this. This is way better. And like, <laughs> is it the suspenders? 
and a tie no it might be yeah, i can't remember I, I might, off the top I'm of my head sure. <laughs> the adachi one's my favorite he just looks so fucking he just looks like kubo like the like the black-eyed kid like with the, like the thick oh, black yeah. eyes he, like the original design for adachi is just him and they're like we probably have the design let's use it for something else so those are all the playable characters so to speak um so as I said, I kind of there's obviously a lot more social links outside of that. So it'd be interesting to hear like, yeah, can I ever give both? You can just give a highlight that you want to point out, or like one that you were kind of disappointed by. Oh god, I'm under pressure. Um, <laughs> Who left a lasting impact on positive or otherwise? Uh, Saki's brother, I is that his name? Naoki. Oh, Naoki. Naoki um, was quite a highlight, I think, just obviously... Not his name, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I only got about three or four in, to be fair. But I just think, like, obviously, it's... it's It was just kind of a cool because cool I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expect, you know, this plot point to... Like, once Saki had died, I kind of just expected her to be mentioned once or twice in Yusuke's. Yeah. I was not expecting an entire spin-off character from that. Um, in terms of... Lowlights... I'm just looking. Probably Margaret or Marie, kind of. Okay, yeah. I just, I just think some because it was similar in Persona Five. I just think yeah. any of the blue, the Velvet Room characters are just. I don't know. I just on the point. I think obviously because <laughs> they're just trying to portray these supernatural characters as people, and then. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about this. There's just a bit of a disjoint, I feel, whenever yeah. the, they use the Velvet Room characters. Uh, three does a much better job, because three is about taking the Velvet Room person outside yeah. and actually experiencing the world. Um, well, that's what they kind of did in five yeah. with the Wardens, the twins, but I yeah. just think the Wardens were just very unlikable characters. <laughs> fair, fair. No, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Alex, do you want to go next? Uh, Highlight, low light, or both? Like, Tujima, he's not far to remember. He was a highlight. Uh, I didn't really like the nurse one. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, her one is. Uh, it's like hilarious. Like as a kid, mm. it's like, oh yeah, yeah. we're just. Get, I'm gonna bang oh, this slutty nurse. Like the nurse one isn't great. Marie's one isn't. Is like very boring. Because it's the same. It's taking someone out to, for them to view the world. Yeah. Yes, it, it is that. But like, I was like, the upside of Marie is I actually really like her interactions with the other party members. But like, as an overarching story for Marie, it's, it's mm. not not very interesting. It is very like this is the issue I have with Marie is just like she does feel like she just put she, on. she horned in. Yeah, her and, poetry is shite too. Just saying. Um, for, no, no, because I'm so uh, you know uncultured, you know I don't want to judge the poetry. You know, cause maybe it's brilliant, <laughs> right? But what I do hate, right, is the text scrolling. On yeah. that screen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How she's like reading way faster, right? Than the text mm. is appearing. I wonder if that's something that's better in the Japanese version. Yeah, probably. No, you're, you're, like, you're probably. I right. wonder if that no. the pacing of the text makes more sense in the Japanese version. Uh, Iwa, do you want to go? Um, well, because Alex, right? Yeah, yeah. Dojima and Anako, I think, are mm. like excellent. Yeah. Uh, but like outside of that, uh, I hate to say it, but like, I who is the kind of stuck-up girl. Yeah, she's the, the, the sports team manager. She's introduced as the, yeah, the sports team manager. Yeah, so she uh, is like the typical... mean. She's the mean girl, right? Mm. Um, and 
but her plot goes places. And I've never seen this ever in, like, a Persona game or anywhere else, but, like, you can date her at, like, rank three or four. Yeah. But she will break up with you later on. That never happens, right? Because you're a Chad in all these games. That never happens. <laughs> Who doesn't uh, want to date you? <laughs> right? Um, but it's it's she has the very typical story of um, bullied when she was young and then thought she would make herself look pretty and essentially be mean mm-hmm. then, right? It's like that kind of thing. Um, and the whole conclusion is that, you know, she will be nice. Mm-hmm. Which I, I know I'm not selling it too much, but, like, she has a lot more layers to her story than yeah. most of the social links. Uh in terms I, of I also appreciate that like it oh. also it can completely diverge depending on your choices. Like if you decide to like go on a date with her, like or be her boyfriend, like early on the persona or early on the social, like like it's a completely different series of like story scenes you see. Like it is kind of funny. Like it's there's a lot of work put into that one persona, like that I feel like aren't in the other ones. In terms of like the way it branches and like it's the only one that can break at like multiple different points. Yeah. Uh, in terms of bad ones, uh, I think it's 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 a very easy to say uh, Margaret and Fox hmm. um, because oh yeah, Fox, yeah, that, right? Because <laughs> you don't actually interact with Fox, yeah. right? You just give him money, <laughs> or essentially you get other people to give him money. Like that's not very interesting, uh, and the stories aren't that interesting apart from like the last one, hmm. I guess, where it's like oh, I want to see the the fish before I leave. Um, but besides that, I would agree with Alex. The nurse one isn't great. And maybe okay, okay. Yeah, I'll say it. The uh, the 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 stepmother one mm. is not great because it's it's the typical in any kind of media. It's like if you guys just talked about it, <laughs> things would be fine. We and could I, have we could have forgone this entire scenario. <laughs> I yeah, could have went straight from rank one to rank ten. <laughs> and uh, the, and the big thing is. Uh, the big problem in that social link is uh, more the uh, uh, the partner who's like not in the country. Like <laughs> whether those two get along, that doesn't matter. Because like you pointed that out to me, it was like, yeah, you're fucking right, and that's just ruined that entire social link for me. <laughs> it's like that's the issue here is you have a fucking absentee father. Yeah, right. It's like it's not it's not, it's not the stepmother's fault. Like yeah. she's doing her best, like for the most mm-hmm. part. Like it's the father who was just not there. Um. And again, uh, this is not that I've just thought about. Like a big problem, I think, as well with Narukami as a character as well is that he knows a lot, but he just doesn't say anything. Mm. Like there's a lot of moments where like the main character could say something, but of course, he because he's a silent protagonist, he doesn't say anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are my picks. That is his. That is his torment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I would have, I would agree with that. I like my light would be the. The young mother, socially. Uh, highlight. In terms of just how different it is and where it ends up, I fucking love Adachi's social link. <laughs> I love that you can social link the bad guy. I think it's such a clever twist. And like, it's like, and I think it works both ways in that like, if you know he's the killer because you've played Persona 4 in the past, or you guessed her from the start, like Alex, because he's massive detective over there. Hell yeah! I, uh, hey, I kept a social link at one because <laughs> I was like, I'm not interacting with this murderer. But like, I think it works either way, and that like, it starts if you don't know he's the killer. Like, it starts as like a very innocent social link, and like, you're just like getting the new Adachi, and like, because he comes from a similar place as you. Like, 
he was a rookie cop in the city and then he got shipped out to the boonies and like he's trying to just make the best of it similar to the main character and then the other side of it of like oh you know Adachi's the killer because you have previous knowledge of the game like it just puts a whole different spin on his social thing it's like you notice little things he says that are like oh this is really fucked and like you notice there is an undercurrent of he hates everything around him and he wants this to be different and then obviously it, it wraps up in a really cool way. It's like, yes, there is an ending where you can be an accomplice to his murders and let him get away with it. And like, there's this final seat, like, if you have him at the max social link rank, there is an extra scene before you do his dungeon where like, it's like a 10 minute scene of just him and the main character talking. And it's a really interesting scene. And it's just so well done. It's in complete contrast to that Marie's social link feeling very hit and miss and kind of boring i think adachi's is the case of that's how you properly weave in a new social link that works for both new and returning players mm. and then the other one i just want to shout out as well is because i'd never played done it when i played persona 4 the first time is the the old lady is i think the fucking sharp twist that takes of like it just starts like oh you look like my husband i lost my husband it's really sad it was just how oh, he was he was like going with dementia towards the end and then like halfway through she's like yeah i tried to kill him once and you're like whoa wait a second it's like it's a really like and for especially like i never really give a chance when i first played persona 4 i think it has a really good payoff and a really good arc to it that one where she like throws the brooch into the river or something yeah it's essentially yeah she first brooch and then like to continue so like you need to like fish it up or like find it on the riverbank but I, like it's that sharp turn of like you think oh it's just a sweet old woman who's like missing her husband who like lost her husband in tragic circumstances and then like it slowly turns into like no I hated the person he became because of his illness and like I was ready to kill him because it was hurting me so much and like it's it's a really cool insight into like the depths people go whenever people around them are going through tragic things and the selfishness they can feel. Hmm. I think the like I think what makes the social links great though is like there is this progression in them, mm. and it, it definitely isn't a game for people who like, you know, see one and like make a, make a judgment because you know like in real life you know the first time you meet someone, you know very little right yeah and no one's gonna tell you anything but whenever you hang out with people and like you actually go through the time and and effort of picking you know choice of three right like <laughs> you know people do open up to you right. Like in real life, and the characters all have like their own problems. And that's something, right? Is that they all have problems. You know, no one's mm-hmm. perfect in this world, right? And uh, I think that's what really makes these all like so great. Uh, I think as well, like a big thing for me from the Persona games and just international media in general is that it's not afraid to go places. Like you know, like you said, like like in Persona Five, you have uh. uh What's the girl's name who tries to kill herself because she's being abused by the coach? Oh, Anne's best friend. It's soon. Yes, Anne's best friend. Is that her name? Yeah. But like, you know, like they, they're not afraid to talk about suicide mm-hmm. and then they're not afraid to talk about, you know, abuse. And like, as I say, uh, the jumping off uh, school roof happens in four. Yep. In, uh, in I social link. She threatens to throw herself <laughs> off the roof if you don't say you love her. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, it's, like, <laughs> it's pretty great. But, the, but like, that's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. it, it's just one of those things, like, it's it sounds silly, but like, and I'm probably going way off topic, but like, you know the way everyone loved Squid Games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I came, that's because like, 
it covered so many things and was so more intricate mm. than a lot of Western TV is. Like the the Marble episode in Squid Games. Oh my is god! The most riveting 30, 40 minutes of television I have ever watched <laughs> in my life. Mm. Yeah, no, it, like you know, and, and it's because it's so intricate. It go it deals in issues, you know, with like you know Alzheimer's mm. and stuff, you know that other western things don't one they don't either touch it or avoid it because it's awkward or they don't deal with it they deal with it in a very ham-fisted way yeah. um and that's what i love about the persona is like the, the especially like they go places that you would not expect mm. them to go and i do and i will say also i think generally they also do it with the respect it deserves like oh yeah like and they do like, really as well, I meant, yeah. like when we were talking about kanji like it would have been very easy for them to make a massive joke out of kanji's sexuality and how it's treated yeah. and like how he feels about it but i think they treat it with a lot of tact and a lot of the respect it deserves and but at the same time they're not afraid to use it for comedy yeah. which is perfectly fine you know like you know because you know like uh yusuke is kind of like i i don't know how to process the fact that my friend mm. might be gay and you know like yeah. that i like that which is yeah, for laugh, like a but lot it's... of teenagers has been through yeah yeah right so like and that's the thing is like it's played for laughs, but not laughing at them. You're mm. laughing at the situation, so it's, it is more tasteful. Yeah. The overarching story then of like main character comes to a sleepy town, gets involved in like supernatural elements, but also then like the murders and trying to solve them. Like, what was your opinion then of just kind of the overarching story and how that goes? I got to say it. So, as I've said, my I played Persona Five first and played this. I think Persona 5 is better in a lot of ways, but I think the story in this is better than Persona 5's story. I think it is much more, it is kind of a much more straightforward murder mystery aspect. Mm. And I think cutting away all kind of the convoluted bollocks, not that Persona 5 leans too much into that, but there are one or two points you're like having to kind of go like, hold on, wait, what? Um, cutting away a lot of that makes for a way better, more interesting like murder mystery whodunit story and i love the story in this and i love like the idea of like if you die in the tv you appear upside down mangled mm. in like people's tv antennas i fucking love it this is one of the best like i love the story in this yeah i would tend to agree like i do think as an overall story i think i prefer fours over fives and I don't remember enough of threes to give like a fair judgment of it, but from what I do remember, I think I prefer four as well. Like I think just the setup and the execution of the story, I think is very, very well done. I think like fives has a really cool conceit, but I don't think they really take it far enough in the real world side of things. Mm. Whereas in this, I, guess like- I feel like they do a very good job of, you feel like you are doing something in the real world and in the TV yeah, yeah, and that, like that's the kind of thing. Is like I, th- I think it also works because you're kind of closer to home on it because mm. your uncle is the detective chasing the murderer. Um, but like I think just because it's a more like regular murder mystery, you know, they can use red herrings, which they do. You know, they can play off of the usual tropes. Whereas in like it's kind of murder mystery in Persona Five because someone's causing the mental shutdowns, but it's. Like to me, the the bit that really well, five, where I think five feels much more like a you are writing personal wrongs. Yeah, like you are 
you're seeing people who are abusing power and things like that and correcting that whereas and like the overarching side of things doesn't come until much later whereas it mm. feels like there is an overarching plot very early on in four and it sees that through right to the very end yeah also like i think like persona 4 feels like one long narrative whereas persona 5 feels like a bunch of mini narratives yeah, with a one bunch of like distinct very loose, narratives yeah yeah with a loose thread kind of connecting them all um, like a series of sherlock put it that way yeah yeah and i like don't get me wrong like i said like persona 5 is not bad mm. no but like it's not a bad story by any stretch of the imagination but i just love the more simplistic narrative mm. in this one i like alex any thoughts on the overarching story it is the best persona f- story i've ever played <laughs> it's the only persona story <laughs> you've played <laughs> Right. I think the th- I think the fact that Alex got baited into the ending multiple times <laughs> proves that it was actually very well like, done. Yeah, like well, at least at that end bit. But yeah. um, I think what's great is just the character. I think and when, when we play a lot of games or watch a lot of TV or whatever, it's like there's so many moments where you're like, "Well, this is so obvious." And obviously, mm. Alex had that moment of like, "Oh, it's clearly a dachi, guys." It's mm. clearly right. But like, I really enjoyed following the adventure with the characters as they yeah. learn stuff because they don't tell you enough right and like you can sort of think of stuff but i think it does a really great job of keeping the player like in the same shoes as the characters yeah and mm. following along with that like, and, like, I you know, say, like when i played it i don't know if i was just naive but i was i had no idea who it was until like it was revealed and like even when like they kind of threw the red herring of, oh, it's... I never thought it was Mitsu, but, like, when they threw the red herring, I was like, oh, it's Namatame. I was like, yeah, that that makes sense. Like, yes, like, you have set up all the pieces that, yes, you would fully believe that Namatame is the killer. And, like, I think... Yeah, I think first time I, as well, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Right. I don't um, know whether I'm just an idiot, maybe Alex is actually a genius detective and he's found <laughs> his true calling in life. Yeah. But, like, I was convinced that, yes, the story... That I I was convinced yes Adachi was a bumbling fool, but I never put two and two together. It's like oh yeah, he is the killer until like the game starts hey, spelling things out. I've seen enough bumbling detectives be murderers in media to to pick one out. Scary movie is that your point of reference here? <laughs> a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what point of reference there is. I, I just know I've seen enough of them. And to me, it's the fact that Alex got it right, but it was for his evidence was absolutely shocking. Yeah, like, yeah that, that's, yes, he, I, I would agree. He, he caught the culprit. Other anime's done this. No, like, he no, got the culprit. Like, oh, he's, de- he's at the crime scene. It's like, yeah, he's a fucking he's detective. A fucking detective. Hey, no, a, no, no, no. Some... My evidence was he's at the crime scene and he's a bumbling detective. That's so bad. It's that's so bad. Like, hey. you, oh yeah, you you cut the culprit, but that would not hold up in court. That's the way I look at it in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was at the crime scene. <laughs> so it was Dojima <laughs> every time. Yeah, but uh, must Dojima was the accomplice. <laughs> Both times a dead body is fine. The main character is there. But that's like to be honest, that's actually something else I love is the fact that like Dojima starts to suspect you yeah. as a culprit as well, and oh, that's, that's right. really cool. I I do love that too. Yeah, he uses the same logic Alex uses. Yeah, if he's at the crime scene, yeah. he must be the murderer. <laughs> yeah, and he should have looked. Beside him, <laughs> instead of in front of him. And I, I think, uh, like, especially looking back on it, um, like one thing I sort of noticed recently, like because I knew Persona Five will come up a lot in this conversation. Like, I could not tell you why we went into each of those dungeons of Persona Five. I could, like, like, okay, like I could, off, yeah. off the top of my head, like, 
I, I can tell you because they are your party members. I can tell you exactly yeah. like the party why we did all the things we did with it. Yeah, yeah, but, but like, like, I, like that's how I kind of relate to the Persona Five dungeons. Is like each person has like a connection to each dungeon, like each party member mm-hmm. you get. They do, they do. Like, but I don't know. I I just don't think it's as interesting. Not that I'm actually looking back on no, it. Like, I, I would I, love to replay I, it just to see. But. I was to, like I think. Five definitely feels like eight, like until the very end, and kind of there was like a greater mystery kind of put out, like with mm. the the bald guy whose name is escaping me, um, like the one who wrongs you in the past, but the like future prime minister, <laughs> yeah, like until he's kind of introduced, like it does feel like a set of distinct dungeons with no kind of mm. overarching plot to them. Whereas I feel like yes, because you're investigating a murder and like they introduced the concept of oh people who turn up on the midnight channel get kidnapped they turn up dead there is this obvious okay we are going to be we are watching something and we know what we need to find to keep this thread going whereas i feel like that's maybe something that's missing in five is they're just seeking out personal injustices in five whereas this they're like no we are doing things to like solve a greater good here i I will say as well like just because of the like you just you mentioned it there i kind of click with me like I love the two different tones between four and five as well. Like mm. Persona Four, because it's like all about murder and like this there's this real sinister tone to it and like, you know, this idea of like almost like a thriller, you know, like you know, you're like, oh, this race against time. Whereas like Persona Five it's just like an action like mm. it's a big heist movie that's like all this like thumping music and like, you know, oh you know, the that walk to go steal mm. the heart on the final thing. It's got like the the best music in any video game playing. Like it's just in five, uh, you're the aggressor almost. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you're, that's a, you're you're an anti-hero in five. Yeah. Like that's the whole point. Though is that yeah. you are an anti-hero. Like it, like it um, is the contrasting. Like there is a reason that like truth is such a big theme in four, and like you are like it almost feels like you are an agent of justice or something like that mm-hmm. in four. Whereas five, like they use the phrase rebellion and that you are a rebel and things like that all your personas are related to yeah they are all like famous thieves and vigilantes and things so like it like it's a it's a theme that i think they use very well but like there is obviously a distinct theme between them that like that is why it is so apparent but 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 wait but is it used well i obviously it's a completely different game now but like i don't feel like in five it's used i I, I, I think as a style it is used well style and like as a like as a theme for each dungeon i think it is used well it just doesn't add that well to an overarching story but but yes is that would you not agree that the objective in that game is to put things back to the way Mm. it should be thus the law and so that which is very anti which wouldn't be very rebellious then right because you're literally trying to put things back to the way if anything, well, you should no, be helping the bad guys, right? Like at the, end, at, at the end of the day, you're fighting the law because the guy is becoming the prime minister, and that—that yeah. that is the thing. Is in that five, there's so much corruption? Trying to like the idea is you are, yeah. The idea is you are dealing with injustices that people aren't dealing, like that adults couldn't. They do kind of phrase yeah, it as, yeah. "Oh, well, adults are overlooking these people" and things like that, and like you are dealing with the injustices that are being dealt upon, like the common folk. And that is the theme, is, like, you know, all these people who are, you are rebelling against are the ones who are supposed to be in authority. Yeah, they, are, like, they are people of power who are abusing the power that they have. They are a, te- they are a teacher who's supposed to have their students. They are the guardian of the art, of uh, the artist, you know. There are all these people who, sh- they are the, the boss, you know, who's mm. abusing their employees. All these people who should be authority, but they're abusing this authority, and then you are rebelling against them. The last section is, I want to ask, do you think it's possible to see 
this sort of traditional JRPG series kind of be a new thing in 2022. So, like, we've seen JRPGs shift and change quite a lot. Like, we've seen Final Fantasy has very much shifted away from the traditional turn-based JRPG battle system that we've come to know and love. Whereas you have something like Dragon Quest is still super, super traditional. Like, it is straight-up turn-based. It is you go, enemy goes, I go, enemy goes. And then you have Personas, which is still, like... Yes, it's added some twist to it, but it is still a very traditional JRPG battle system, I would say. But it feels like any new RPGs coming through are leaning much more towards the action RPG side of it, like the New Final Fantasies or the Teal series. So, like, if a new big JRPG were to release or try to establish itself among the other, like, juggernauts of the genre, like, do you think, like, this more traditional system could work? Or do you think, like, it is... Do you think, like, games like Shin Megami Tensei or Persona or Dragon Quest are still doing it because that is what is tradition and a new game couldn't get away with it? I think a new game could get away with it. They just have to put a twist on it. But, like, 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 that's, like, what is the twist you could put on it? Like, we've seen, like, I know, like, the 360 era was really big for, like, kind of new JRPGs coming out. Like, we had stuff like Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, like, those were quite traditional, like, JRPGs, but they never really spawned, like, a long-running franchise or anything. Like, it was still just, we did one game, and whether that was a conscious effort to only do one game, or they didn't warrant, the the success didn't warrant making it a franchise. So, like, is just this idea of a traditional, standard JRPG just not something people want these days? And for those two, they have, like, definitive ends, I believe, so they don't need sequels. But, like, really default. Mm. So are we referring to combat? Yeah, mostly I'm referring referring to, like, that style of combat rather than, like, the outside. Like, I know Persona obviously has, like, the whole social aspect of it, which adds a lot of value. But, like, just in terms of, like, the combat side of things is, like, do you think this traditional JRPG system is maybe Uh, past its prime? Pokemon? It is turn-based combat. A long-standing <laughs> franchise. For the default, is a good example. Like it's like it's had what three games in the series, and it seems to be going from strength yeah. to strength. Well, and yes, it we'll, does. We'll have a- the second game, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it seems like yes, it has fairly like it even goes as far as like it has like a traditional job system, like the old yeah. Final Fantasy mm-hmm. did. So yeah, like like that's a good shot. Yeah, really default think it does it, but. Is there any more? Like, is it just going to be like we're going to get one of like one new thing that really capitalizes on it every like decade or so? I'm sure there's some out there. It's just like because I like I played Astro Ascending on Game Pass and it was god fucking awful. No, <laughs> I, I think Alex is right. Where like traditional turn based combat is still a very viable option, but they will need to do that small twist with mm. it. You know, I feel like you can't just have it be literally. A Final Fantasy three-esque level of you know that that basic basic you know like Bravery Default has it that you can save up points. Uh, no, sorry, I'm thinking of Octopus Traveler. Octopus Traveler had it that you could save up points yeah, so you can make multiple moves. You know, turns, yeah. Um, yeah, Bravery Default is you can default to store turns or you can brave to spend turns. Hmm. So you can go into um, negative terms. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Oh but yeah, like, so that, that's pretty much the same thing, actually. Yeah, just the way you just said so that, well, you realize that. Yeah, Octopath, Octopath is pretty much the same. You get it for like you build up those points by like exploding weaknesses and stuff. 
Mm. Like that's how you generate those extra attacks. Yeah, or like it's like you you can do extra attack extra extra attacks per turn if you exploit weaknesses and things. And you can choose when to spend those extra attacks and what to spend. Default default is like the guard. So you can default Mm. the guard and you get a a, like you store a move basically. Yeah. Yeah, for really default you start even and then you can kind of sway it either side. Uh, wait, wait. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but is Bravely Default an Octo Theft Traveler? Is one or both like not like associated with Final Fantasy in some way? In terms of like the makers? I think it's yeah, I think there's some like Square publishes yeah, them. Like, like uh, the, the point I'm getting at, sorry, is that like you know, there's hype already, right? Yeah. Right? So like, yeah, I, like I don't think like, we should necessarily like, uh, like, talk about like, those games. Like, you could say the same thing about uh Blue Dragon. Like Blue Dragon was made obviously the artist, Akira Toriyama was, Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. He, he was the Dragon Quest artist, and I think some of the me and people behind it were ex-Dragon Quest people. So, like, yes... I it, love how you went with, uh, like, Akira Toyama from Dragon Quest and not well, Dragon Ball. In terms of the JRPG side of yeah. things, he is known for Dragon Quest. Also, I'm pretty sure he did Dragon Quest before he even touched Dragon Ball, so... Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> Dragon Ball would definitely be wider known. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, like, yeah, like, like, he published like, Lost Odyssey. I don't... I, I actually think it might have been Microsoft yeah, published I, it. Yeah. That, that's why it was only on 360, I think. Uh, but no, I couldn't tell off the top of my head. I, I have a hunch it might have been Microsoft. I don't know who developed it. But yeah, I, mean, I, think, was, was I think it was more like, I, I also think Lost Odyssey may have been a king of like, there is DNA in there of like X Final Fantasy or X people in it. I'm like, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Like that is when you see a new JRPG come out and it's like, oh, from the creators of such and such and such and such. Like there is DNA and hype that comes along with that. Could Joe Blogs on the street make a JRPG and get people to notice it? Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's like, uh, the latest one I can remember playing that's like not, that to my knowledge is not to do with anything popular mm. is uh, Chris Tales. Yeah. Was one that I was playing. Uh, Here's one Lisa. <laughs> it's turn based. But like, I, like, I love, like I, I, I'm sure there is plenty out there, but like, are any of them getting the mainstream appeal? Yeah, that's the thing, right? That's, yeah. that's what I'm getting at. It's like, like, Bravely Default, like, is getting there, and, like, you definitely see a lot of people talking about it in terms of, like, the new era of, like, JRPGs, but I'm pretty sure there is DNA in there from, like, ex-Final Fantasy developers. It's just, I don't know, it's... It feels like the traditional turn-based JRPG feels like a genre that is very quickly being... I don't want to say left behind, but it's being left to, like... The people that were doing it. It's being niched, I think. Yeah. It feels like it's it becoming is, yeah. more of a niche. But like I feel like though, like Persona 5 was very, very well received, yeah. wasn't it? But I feel like like was it game of the year? Did it get game of the year? It probably got a game of the year somewhere, yeah. Every game probably gets a game of the year from somewhere. <laughs> no. I I like I don't know. I feel like part of me thinks if someone is to go to a game for something like a turn-based combat game which is very much a known quantity like you know what the gameplay is going to kind of be like it is all the peripheral stuff that Mm. sells it like persona 5 people knew what they were getting into it's a turn-based game with a couple of you know different things in there these are personas you know baton passes whatever but what really sold it was obviously the social links that pe- people knew from Persona, the style of Persona Five, which is the first time, like you know, it was dripping with style. Like and going the first back to play Persona game. 
Yeah, like, so, like, part of me thinks, like, is it really going to be the peripherals now that would sell a turn-based no. combat game? Or turn-based RPG? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it was just something I think of, like, it just feels like every everyone that you hear of that gets massively popular is from a fairly established franchise. It mm. just feels like there is no space for... And whether that be just because there's not an audience for it or everyone just gravitates towards what they know, it just feels like there's no space for something new to break into that, like, sphere. Mm. And I don't I, know... I th- okay. I think, uh, like, GRPGs, like... Don't think anyone's going to argue, right? Are very repetitive games, right? Yeah. In terms of the combat, right? Turn-based GRPGs, like, super repetitive. I feel like that kind of market is, like, the mobile game market these days, right? Mm. Like, no, that is true, that's, yeah. that's where you would see these repetitive kind of things. I'm sure well, there's on other... on the Switch. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Bungie um, claims he can only play a JRPG if it's <laughs> on the Switch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, as someone who used to love turn-based RPGs, like, I could not see myself playing one for very long. I think at case in point, like Chris Tales, like that game looks real cool mm-hmm. and like does do something slightly different, but like unless there's a bit more to it, you know, I I just don't feel. But you, well, you say that you've been playing through SMT five, and I'm sure you're not just playing. You're not sticking with it just because it's an SMT game, I imagine. So that game, it's I'm playing it because one, those games are actually kind of difficult. <laughs> Because, like, most turn-based games, like, because you're so limited by one turn, for the most part, like, there's kind of, like, an answer, I guess. It's like a puzzle game. Um, but also, I, I love the theme of that game. Yeah. Uh, I love the way they, they handle gods and demons and how, like, you know, god is not good kind of thing. Um, I, I, I love that part. Like, so, like, there's a little bit more to that. In the same way, like, I wouldn't recommend Persona 4 for the gameplay, mm. right? But I would happily recommend it for the Scooby-Doo adventure, except Scooby-Doo's a teddy bear. Like, you know, I'd I, I, I absolutely recommend that. Yeah. Um, so I think games need to have more than just gameplay. And I think also, Nick, actually, as you made the point, um, I can play SMT5 as well because I have it on Switch, right? Mm-hmm. So I can just sit there. Like, it's not very taxing, right? There's no big grand yeah. grand story or anything. It's just like, oh, play some battles, yeah. do things. Like, also, it. like, I'm sure, like, you can just put that in the sleep mode and put it down and not exactly. worry about it. It's not mm-hmm. like... Oh, I don't need to worry about. Oh, has it checkpointed? Has do I need to go back to a save point? Whereas, exactly. like JRPGs are typically games where there can be fairly long stretches between checkpoints or saves if it is a manual saving system. Whereas, I feel like faster-paced games, like you're getting checkpointed every fucking five minutes, if probably less. So you're never worried about. Yeah. So which I think it's which is like yeah. I as much as we joke about bunches, like oh, I can only play JRPGs on Twitch. I kind of get it. Yeah. I wouldn't be as hard and fast as he is about it, but I kind of get it. Yeah, it's real sad because like it is something which like all of us grew up with, or mm. term- turn-based RPGs. But like yeah. you know, I I I couldn't go back. So yes, I was really excited to go into Persona Four Golden, and I think for the most part, it did live up to my expectations and what I wanted out of it. I will say that as like in hindsight, there is such a leap from four to five that there are a lot of systems I find difficult to go back to and just the general outside of battle systems that were kind of rough around the edges. Like, 5 is such a leap, and I think it's because there was so long between the games that, like, it becomes like this, but 
it's not that I wouldn't recommend this. I would say if you have the the ability to play five, I think it is the much much better playing game at, at the loss of maybe a more a less coherent story. But that's not to say that I don't think four is still one of like a fantastic fantastic game and easily up there as one of the better if not best jrpgs out there and the ability that you have the to play but i do think five just in terms of a sheer gameplay point of things would be my go-to recommendation if you can play it Mm. hans um so yeah i have obviously never played this before um i played had played five so i was really not looking forward to going back to it not knowing how much it had changed the series had changed um but i was actually really really pleasantly surprised it is not as good as five 100 but it is still an upper echelon 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 upper echelon jrpg uh it does very basic things crazily well um it has an amazing story the dungeons are probably the only thing that i really would put down as a proper negative would be say the dungeons um but you can still just blast through them if you really want to um yeah this is an awesome awesome game alex uh yeah i enjoyed it um i like the twist on the combat i i assume it's the same in all the persona games since you know they've been going on for a while where you know if you crit you get an extra turn so you can exploit weaknesses and stuff it's a nice change of pace from, you know, my uh, grinding Final Fantasy games. <laughs> so, yeah, the combat is interesting. Dungeons are, the layout's pretty dull, but, like, the story more than makes up for it. And all but one track of the music, fantastic. I'm going to learn to play that on piano. <laughs> Please. Or put that on your soundboard, Nick. I oh, mean, I should, yeah. you really don't need to learn it, right? <laughs> you just figure out what notes it is, and then bam, sorted. Uh, I why? So I, you know what? I would definitely recommend this game. It is clunky, and it is like I I don't even want to say janky because it's not actually jank. Apart from like the character swing, like it all works absolutely fine. Um. And, as, and I'm really happy you guys, uh, the ones who played D5, also agreed, like, the story is actually better. Because I didn't realize it until I actually replayed it. Like, you know what? This is actually told better. And I am a bit more invested. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. To be honest, I'd, I'd recommend them all, you know? Just, yeah, well, well, from three onwards. Like, one and two might be a definite jank. <laughs> I, I would be very interested to try and go back and play one and two. Just because I've never experienced them. I've tried multiple times. <laughs> They're real jank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So overall, very, very positive thoughts on Persona 4 Golden. But before we wrap up for the day, Alex, please inform us what we will be playing for February 2022. So following tradition, right? This is a game that came out this year. So I can get my game of the year list stacked up early. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are playing Not for Broadcast. Alex stole my fucking game. <laughs> God damn it. That's the game I was going to pick next. Oh, God damn it. Is this live action? Is this an yeah, FMV game? Of course, of course, of course game, yeah. it is, man. I am the FMV guy. 
So, for those that don't know, this is a... It's an FMV game, but the conceit is you are a broadcast editor. So, like, you are in charge of, like, switching adverts, like, playing, like, queuing up adverts and bleeping stuff and switching cameras. It's fucking incredible. I played this when it first came in the uh, early access, or when it just had, like, the first act in it, and it's so much fun. It's really, really well fucking done. I've actually done this in real life. Yeah, so you should be amazing at this hands. Yeah, I, I, I like, knowing because it's coming out of early access soon, like, next week or something. Maybe it's just out of early access, but yeah, uh, I was planning, I was planning uh, on picking this one my next turn. Came out of early access five days ago. Yeah, I was planning to pick this when my next turn came around because I was really excited to go through it. Now it's out of early access. Can I use voice control to be like set one, cut one? I don't think okay, so. Set, I think you're set, just... set two, cut two. It's real good. I'm really excited to play this. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> it's probably the most excited I've been for an Alex choice. Hey, man. FMV games, I'm there for it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so join us at the end of February. We're talking about not for broadcast, but for now, it's goodbye from Hans. Have a good one. Goodbye from our Alex. Night Trap is a great game. I didn't fuck that up. <laughs> goodbye from IOI. Every day's great at your Yes. That's a goodbye from myself. See you next time. Thank <laughs> you.